Hi crew and welcome back to the Burcast. It is your host, James Rankin. This week, Jamie and I sit down with Chris McGlynn, Burr coach in our new Dunlear location. We talked to Chris about the fascinating story he has coming from his pharma background to becoming a trainer, to becoming a gym owner, to now selling his gym to CrossFit Bear and remaining as a coach in CrossFit Bear. So we kind of dive into all the logistics around it, along with some of the emotions and the trials that come along with the journey that he's been through. Really, really fascinating conversation and I love sitting down with Chris for this one. As always team, if you enjoy the show, please, please, please share it with a friend, share it on social media. And if you could leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple iTunes, that would be super helpful as well. As always team, please enjoy the show. Hi lads. Hello. Hey, James. Welcome back, Jamie. Thank you. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Long time, as I said, yes, a long time listener. First time podcaster. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Um, so we're going to just dive into a little bit about you yeah. um, and your relationship with Jamie and Bua. Uh, to begin with, can you just give us like a little bit of background on you, who you are, what you do, all that jazz? Absolutely. So, yeah. Country boy, farming is my background. <laughs> Plain and simple, farming is my background, day one. Um, and that's, yeah, pretty much ever, ever since I left school. Classic, that's where you start. You go into your farm, that's where you start working. Um, very quick, though, I realised, not very quick, I'd say probably two to three years after school, I realised I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And that's when the PT side of things started to creep in, just because naturally doing fitness throughout my whole life and stuff and playing game, uh, Gaelic and stuff like this. Um, what kind of farming? Dairy. Oh, I was about to ask that. I was going to let him finish the sentence. No, dairy. Yeah, yeah you don't let people do that. <laughs> that, that. I think that is why like, I am a born person. And that is why. Of course, yeah. Love more. Because you've done it your whole life. Love more. My granddad was a dairy farmer. Up before every day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. My mum grew up on a farm in Donegal, yeah. Well, you didn't know that about me, did no, you? No, because we never, we never do a Amazing. podcast about. I know that's why whenever you tease me about being British, I was like, "Well, my mum's from fucking Donegal." <laughs> <laughs> you don't tease you. <laughs> no. <laughs> so how did the you say that fitness has just been part of your whole life? Always. And you say that so like, but what type of fit, like did you play sports? Oh, and Gaelic like football, the whole shebang, the whole yeah. shebang. Yeah, and I think a lot. That's when I, that's that's what helped me get into the gym. Um, I think mid teen mid teens. I think the classic, if you're into whatever you're into, but Gaelic-wise, you want to get onto the county team. Yeah. That was the main focus then. So, scrawny lad, you need to get bulk up. So, you classic, you go to the gym. Um, so, yeah, always been to the gym, but then it never dawned on to me. When I went looking for that career part of what do I actually want to do that I enjoy, one day it just hit and it's like, why not actually mm-hmm. do people, or why not help people in the gym? So, when that hit, eventually, eventually, in, the, in one day on the farm, then I realised, right, now it's time to, to take action. I'm just picturing Chris on a quad bike with a couple of dogs beside him, chasing after cars and shit, going, and just slowing I'm down. Boom, fuck this shit. Yeah. Just walking away and walking to the gym or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, like, I remember exactly when it was, though. Really? Because at this point, I've been around a few farms, stuff from your families and farms, and then I would venture out into a company where they hire you to go to farms and all that stuff, so you spread around in lot of places. And I remember the drive to the farm was like 20, 30 minutes. And this is like January um, 18. And it was pissing rain. It was dark. It was cold. And the dread going. I remember dreading going to work every morning. Fuck. I'd like, and I had to be there for like six o'clock. I so you'd have to leave. What would you be doing? What do you mean? On the farm? Yeah. Milking cows and daily, daily stuff, lifting stuff. So a lot of just physical labor. Physical. And that's where then, like mm-hmm. for me, I've kind of always been selfish when it comes to 
if it gets in the way of training, it's gone. That's the way I've always been that mindset. So then, obviously, with, with I, I ended up getting slacky with the whole football settings because I'd be so tired after a day's work going home, and then that would affect the gym. So then everything was kind of getting affected, and that's when it cleaned down as well. It's like, right. it's not enjoyable. Well, yeah, I remember, I remember one cold morning driving down, and I was just like, fuck this. Like, so was the goal or the path that was ahead of you to own a, to run a farm eventually? I think it was. I don't know if in, I don't know if I wanted it, but I think it was like put in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Like my family, it's not my family to own. It's like cousins, so but I can say that my own. So yeah, I don't know if it was ever that I that's what I wanted. Yeah, it's just kind of that's what that's what the family does in a way. Do a default, I mean? yeah. It's just kind of that default, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So <clears throat> how did it go down with the family then? When the at, at this point, I must say, actually, though, I was off that farm farm. So this was on a farm that was in Dundalk. Like, so it wasn't nothing to me. No emotional attachment to that farm. Um, yeah, the conversations is more so with, with my partner, Jess. That, that was the other conversations, you know, because um, obviously when we get into it, a bit of gym and stuff like that, she's very much a nine to five, go get your wage, do this, that, and other. And with the minute you say, I'm going to stop getting a wage, I'm going to go and educate myself more and go down this new route. Don't know how it's going to go, but we'll see. So when you have that conversation, it's obviously the sticky point. But so that happened in 2018? 2018, yeah. 2018, I can't remember when I left the farm exactly. But that's why you did, I don't know if you see the chip tooth. Yeah. There's a classic story with that chip tooth as well. Like, so actually it was on my last day of uh, last day on the farm in Dundalk is when I, yeah, my last day I got kicked in the stomach from a cow. Stop. And I ended up fainting in the parlour, milking parlour itself. And I woke up and I was all bloody and stuff. But yeah, I ended up chipping me too. Yeah, chipping yeah. Um, that was now that was, a cow it, kicked him in the stomach. Fainted, yeah. That's why this is you know. Now I got I got filled in a year ago while eating a chicken wing and fell out. <laughs> but then only like last month. I only got like um, a fill up. And then yeah. last month during my sleep, it fucking fell out again. So I need to get it. So if you see me laughing, I'm like, what, why would a cow kick you? She was a new one. Right. She was a little uh, girl, a little baby girl, like not baby girl, but she was fairly fresh. Right. So generally when they're fairly fresh, they're a lot more feisty. So you walked behind her and she she just was in the parlor, was in the milk parlor itself. Right. And whatever way, like it's designed to stop you not getting kicked. Yeah. But like they're they're generally smaller, these ones. Mm -hmm. So whatever way she got me, she caught me bang on on the gut. It was like a big winded stomach. And I just woke up and well. Yeah. So that was actually that was actually my last day on that farm. Um and then after that, then you'd already decided. Oh, that, that was the last day. So I've already handed me notes. Not All the way to the last day. Yeah. 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 literally got kicked out. Yeah. Literally, literally. That's a real, I'm never fucking coming back, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's yes. a clear, a clear sign. Yeah. yeah. That's the universe talking to you. So and then I can't remember when that date was exactly in 18, but yeah. And then it was, I think it was August, end of August is when I finished the PT course, which I which I signed up for when I, whenever I stopped that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's when, that's when that kicked off. And then what was next after that? So you did your PT course? PT course, finished the end of 18. And then, like, I couldn't find any place to rent me for a job. Um, so I eventually found a place in November 18. But, of course, in that period, what did I go back to? The default. So I went straight back to farming when I couldn't find a job in the gym. Even though I had this qualification, yeah. that was probably the most frustrating thing. But I eventually found one in, in um, November. And that's when it all, mid-November mid 18 is when it kicked off. And we're doing personal training or good yeah, it was freelance. Or? It was freelance at the gym, and um, just commercial gym. Yeah, and yeah, started off doing one to ones, 
went on to start doing the classes. I think that's when then I realized classes is where I find the enjoyment and, and the fulfillment and because of the people, the energy, the vibes. Yeah. So the ones ones is great for the money side so things and stuff like that, but the classes is where the fulfillment comes in. Um, and I only started my classes. Yeah, you're in a room of agreement here on the yeah, chat, aren't you? Anyway. Fuck that one to one. Yeah. <laughs> but then they, I think, so the one to ones was like November till December, to, to the new year. And then January 19, I had my first set of classes. Um, yeah, but then, then it just went crazy because that's when the gym came into the game after that. So when I finished, I remember like when I was driving past my house, going from my house to the gym that I worked in, then every day I drove past this commercial property. And I was just like, that that looks the spot. And like around where we are, there's not many commercial properties. So when one pops up, you kind of eye it up. One day it popped up for lease. I think it was like maybe April 2019, around that time. I saw it come up for lease. And I was like, let's fucking go for it. Like, really? Yeah, let's go for it. And like, as soon as you got your PT qualification, was there, or even before you got it, were you kind of thinking, I'm going to own a gym? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always. That was always. Always. And like, I think that comes from like seeing people do things a certain way and you're kind of thinking and like i think i could do that better yeah do you know i think i could do it but add something else to it. yeah i think that's where you start thinking about that so yeah i saw the property and then from i think i can't remember when the lease was signed and stuff like that but we opened then in september 19 uh-huh. the gym and that's when i was doing semi-private training which is small group personal training um yeah. with conditional classes which you could almost default as fucking crossfit classes as you could look back and now you kind of can see that now. So that, that's pretty much what we started on. So September 19th, the gym opened. And you called that Freedom Studios? Yes. Why that? I went snooping on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It's like studios. If you saw this place, if you're ever out in the build or near, you'll see it now. But like studios and alphabet now, it's just a shade. The freedom I like, though, the freedom was, was meaningful to me more so. Like the freedom that people get when they go to the gym, yeah. that hour away, whatever that is, how you felt. Like you, you could be have the shittest time ever, ever elsewhere. When you go to that gym, you get that freedom. Sorry, yeah. You get that freedom. And that's where that came from. The studios I just liked. Yeah. So I was just throwing it. Did we ever talk about how you named Boo? Yeah, we did. I'm sure we did. Yeah. Did, we? did you? I'm not sure. Well, he's a podcast listener, so he might know. Well, we we've talked about it on a previous iteration of a podcast. Yeah. We've done a, a video for 10 mm-hmm. minutes on it. But that's a, that's a few years ago now, yeah. I watched that before, and you Andy. Yeah. Um, you became a CrossFit affiliate this year. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the story behind that? Why did you want to? Um. Yeah, it's kind of a long story. Like, but yeah. there's it's been it's been a mad fucking journey. But like, so like I've done personal training. That that's yeah. how it all started, obviously. Um, and then I think. Like the start of January 2020 is when me and my own person, my own training, myself, I got bored of going through the sets and reps, lap pull downs, all this crap, going through the gyms, normal yeah. gyms. And then I found CrossFit myself. Yeah. So obviously COVID came in March and all that jazz, but I got to a CrossFit gym around the start of 2020 myself and I loved it. And then COVID came, so I, but I still kept it up during all the lockdowns, my own little stuff. Now looking probably back at the forum and, and not knowing what to do, it was probably atrocious. Yeah. But I was still doing all my CrossFit training basically. So 2020 was me introducing my own self to my own training of CrossFit. Um, and then in the 21 lockdown, remember that January one, the horrible one? That's the worst one. January to June one, that was the worst one, the lot one. In, it's in that lockdown, which I think was like six months, where again, I was full into CrossFit at that time, but I was still doing personal training. 
I realized to myself, like looking at all these videos on YouTube, of like how cool a CrossFit gym looks. I'm like, why the hell don't I just do that, mind you? Yeah. Like, why am I not doing that? So that's when the functional fitness came in in 21. Right. Um, uh, June 21, we Freedom Strength Performance game. That's where the FSP then came. Um, so functional fitness. Yeah, so functional fitness. Pretty much do CrossFit without the actual name. Yeah. So done that for, I don't know, nine months maybe around that. And then last, this year, is when we decided like, I want to go full affiliation yeah. with this Savage. Um, so you went and looked for another CrossFit gym. So while you were at a personal training studio, you went for yourself to go find a CrossFit gym. Yeah. What was that? What was the... CrossFit led. As in, why did you... What was boring you about the other stuff? What was attracting you about the CrossFit? Why were you so keen to... I find it hard. Yeah. Sometimes not hard. I find it admirable the way people go. I am not that keen on this. I'm going to go find something else. Yeah. What was that about? I think it was like, you know, when you're, I was in that very aesthetic look. Yeah. I wanted bodybuilding. I wanted to get big as I could. And I reached the stage where I got big myself. And then I was like, shit, now my fitness is really bad. And then I tried, I do a bit of running or I do some fitness stuff. I then I've lost all this muscle or I was going like this, that, that. And I actually remember, I remember I saw this crossfit on, I don't know where it was, on Instagram or Facebook, where it was, and he was jacked, and he was fit, and he was strong. I was like, fuck, I want to do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think that's the first thing yeah, you see. Yeah, yeah. But then when you get into the class, and I went to that gym specifically, or just, the, that was the closest crossfit fit at the time. Um, I went there purely to, I need to learn more. I need yeah. to be able to do this thing. Because I was doing, I was doing bits and bobs on my own, but Jesus, yeah, like, you don't want to do it, unless yeah. you're actually showing yeah, but there's a level of self-awareness with that too, isn't there? Going, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. I think that's where does where do you think that comes from? Is that something you've always had, or like have you always been inquisitive that way? It's hard to know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to know. I think it's more it's never feeling satisfied. Yeah. Well, I think it's never feeling satisfied from never getting the appreciation that you should get, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? That, like, no appreciation is the right word. When you should be getting, I don't know, do you know what I'm trying to say with that? Like you should, like the gratification, yeah. you're not getting any gratification. So I go searching it then. So it's like, I, like I'm not going to be told I'm good at, at this. Yeah. So I'm going to go and try to get better, even though I don't show, I'm not yeah. sure what it is. I remember <clears throat> when I was a personal trainer years ago and it, it's quite a lonely thing. Yeah. You're on your own, right? You've been there as well, James. And especially when you're not in a, you're not operating in a facility where you've got really teammates or anyone you relate to. You're pretty much a self-contained almost business. a competition. Yeah, you're almost yeah. competing with each other. Yeah, and it can turn into this feeling of that you're not quite sure what to make of your own level because you, it's hard to know: are you doing a great job? Yeah. Are you doing an average job? Or are you doing a terrible job? Yeah, because you're on your own. There's nobody coming up to you afterwards saying, here, man, you want to change how you're doing? <laughs> you're just trying to get the results for the person. And the person, uh, their own habits is a big indicator, or sorry, is a big uh, factor that you don't have control over. So it's it's so easy to write off. Like if you're not doing something well, you're not getting results, that it's the person. So there's all sorts of ways that you can be confused as to what level you're at. Yeah. And then you have to start looking for options. Yeah, I think I think it's a natural thing. Some people don't, but I think the right type of person does yeah. ends up going look for solutions. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, uh, yeah, are you satisfied with where you are? Like most people are, which frustrates us fucking hell at me sometimes. 
Like sometimes you see people who aren't keen on growth or keen on improving or self-improvement. And like, I'm kind of asking myself, like, why the hell aren't you? Mm. You know? Yeah. That's the coaching of so, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. we're wired that way. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. And I spoke to Louis Pearson about that. You know, he was yes. doing all in clothing. And he, he said the same thing to me. And then he, well, he said to me, because I was the exact same, I was getting so frustrated. This was peak of my PT time. He was like, if everybody was like this, the world wouldn't operate as well, though. You can't have everybody always chasing more because then everyone's chasing everything. There's nothing else getting done. There's shit that needs done. Like people, someone has to be a cleaner. There's nothing wrong with being a cleaner, but someone has to be it. And someone has to be this, and someone has to be this, and someone has to be this. And you can't always... Yeah, I mean, you, like, you can't even employ loads of people who want to own gyms because then your gym's fucked. You have to have some people who are just like, yeah, I want to be told work at this time till this time. Whereas you're very much of the case. Well, I don't know about that because I I would I would see it as a big success if you all ended up owning gyms personally, right? That's but that's further down the road after yeah. we go through a long process. But I fully take your point that some people want their career to be a stable thing, yeah. and they want to put their focus on other areas of their life. Yeah. Right? And there's there is that. Whereas I think for us as trainers, it's our career that we're trying to push. There is, it's inbuilt into the role and improvement drive because we're, that's what we're doing for other people and then it's for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, but there are plenty of trainers who are not doing it, you don't do it as well. So I think, you know, for the people who have that drive, I think they're the people who end up reaching the high levels. Yeah. It's as yeah. simple as that. So then from there, you, you affiliated and how did you get to know Jamie? That's exactly when when I started. I say it like so, like throughout my whole um, personal training gym process, I had like a mentorship, right, helping me because I had no fucking clue what I was doing. So that guidance was really helpful for me, and I learned a lot from them. But then I I left them when I went to affiliation because it just didn't feel like they understood the CrossFit world as much as I wanted them to. So that's when I kind of was on my own, and then I started to look around for other CrossFit gyms around me, mm-hmm. and that's when I stumbled across CrossFit. Bill. That's when I stumbled across them. And yeah, but long even a couple of months before I even noticed like who Jamie was, um, I was looking at Boo and I was like, oh my God, like, and I said this to you one of the first times I met you. Um, like the members look like they've bought in, the coaches have bought in, like everyone has bought into what's happened at Boo. Yeah. Hell. And like everything I saw there, I was like, I want that here. Yeah. How the hell do I get that? And then one day Jamie's Instagram popped up then from the follow through Boo. And I was like, that's how, <laughs> that's how. And I started looking at your page a little bit more. And at the time, I think you were doing those vlogs. So it was an insight. It was an insight into there, into your mind a little bit then. And just your posts and stuff. I was very, very much watching them. That's awesome to hear. Because yeah. I bullied them into doing that. Yeah, they come. It fit a purpose at the time, didn't it? Yeah, I go through phases of, of doing it where I'm in the right headspace for it. But then it, I do run aground with it, or just, just don't have the time. Space, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's interesting to hear that. Mm, yeah, because that's how I connected with you as well, James, right? Yeah, I used to read as well posts on Facebook, Jamie coaching Jamie back in fucking 2015, 2016, yeah. And I was still just a part-time coach at the time. And then I moved to Dublin, worked in a different gym, followed in, but didn't pop up in my feed, disgruntled on what I was doing, and just pff, literally one night, 
I've seen him post up and I was like, this is the one. This is him. That's Gas, the way we had the same thing. Isn't it? Yeah, mad. And then your relationship with Jamie. Yeah, I, I reached out to him then personally after I found out his, found his page and stuff. I text him and I was just like, I, I need help. Not, not so much I need help. That's probably what I was thinking inside. But I just basically said to him, I've got a new affiliation. Don't really know what I'm doing. and um, would love any advice that I could get. And then, yeah, this is what I've learned about Jamie then and your time. And what, Never, so what were you looking for? Like, I know you say help, but help in yeah. like your, your coaching, your admin, your... I think model. Right. That's the biggest thing. And I, I'm one of these that if I see a shiny coin in the corner there, I'll go get it. If I see another one of you, I'm going to go over there. But um, I could never put tunnel vision in my mind sometimes. Right. So like I'd see all these different cross-up models and I'd be like, fuck, I don't know which one to go for you. But then I saw people and it's like, whatever it is. Like um, so that's when I, yeah, that, that's what the help was for. I was like, I want to see what Boo was doing. I want to try and replicate that and let's see what happens. And when did that start? When I met him for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, I'm not sure how long after the text it was. So I texted Jamie and, of course, he had no problem to, to meet up and help, um, which I've, I've learned is, is a common trait of you. No problem giving up your time, which is savage, I think. For yeah, him. that's your, your biggest vice and virtue all at the same time, isn't it? And I've heard him <laughs> members say to me now as well. So it's not just a coach or it's not just someone who's in the industry it's like anyone so like that's something that i admire straight away as well and i've taken on board since um yeah so we met up in the city north then and sat down for a coffee a long coffee i think it was like two hours like recorded the whole voice note had to listen back then when we got home but um that would yes. be a podcast worth dishing out wouldn't it that at some stage maybe 10 years down the line <laughs> send me that <laughs> So yeah, it was from that chat then. I just learned a lot more about Boo and Jamie and how they operate. And then since from that, I went to try and implement it then. It was and then, how many, how, I met you here a couple of times. Mm. Can, can, I, can I jump in there just on that? Yeah. So it, it's always interesting when someone reaches out. I've had loads of help over the year, over the years from loads of people. So you always want to return a favor right, to whoever else needs it. So it was great to sit down. I always love meeting with other affiliate owners. It's one of my favorite things to do because you're just on the same wavelength immediately. Um, so we had a great one chat and it's stuff that I really care about. It's my own thing. You know what I mean? So we could talk about it all day, but it was immediately obvious to me that here is somebody who um, owns a gym, has been doing the job for a few years, but then still has the humility to come forward and say, yeah. you know, I, I need some help with it. I think it's such a huge strength. I think it's massive. Um, and it's obvious, like, it's like Chris is a coach. Like, it's obvious, you know, when you meet someone, yeah. it's like, this guy is a coach. There's no doubt it's the way he moves, the way he talks, the way he does everything. Um, and he, he had done an awful lot of good stuff at that point. He came to me in good shape. Um, few little things that were getting in the way for sure um but sometimes that's all it takes you know you're just off a little bit on a few things and cause an awful lot of strife um so i just thought that the fact that he it's risky reaching out right? i always think it's risky anyway i've sent messages to people like oh jesus really yeah i always find it risky anyway you know um because if you don't it takes a few not attempts to do it but it takes a few yeah, there's a vulnerability to it, like yeah. that you could get rejected, you could get ignored, all those things. So I, I always think it takes some courage with the right type of mindset to be able to go and do it. Yeah. Um, 
And it, it was that first action that we've ended up here in a great, bloody great place for both of us, I think. Yeah. So I'm really appreciative. I always appreciative when someone takes the step to do yeah. it. Yeah, so it was cool. Very cool. I remember going before though, but I remember going to, before I went, went left the house to go to meet Jamie that time. And my, and my girlfriend asked me, she's like, you nervous? And I said, no, no. You're the first date. Yeah. You know I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so just for a shower. I had, I had on. Best tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> it was that kind of boy. It was just that kind of fucking vibe. Right? Yeah. yeah, but you do want to make an impression when you're meeting when you're meeting somebody. So first impressions last. Yeah, it's a professionalism. Like you want to put your best foot forward when you're meeting somebody because you are establishing a professional relationship right away. Yeah. And you know these all of these times we do this it's so fruitful yeah so it's like if you're ever thinking about it, it's a big takeaway you just do it mm. that's the big thing and i'm even saying that to myself now yeah as i I'm can see that about, yeah. <laughs> you're talking to jamie there and we're just yeah. Sitting around. Yeah. yeah um question for both of you then so you meet up once for a coffee last two hours you have a good chit chat about how you do things and how you want to do things and mm. how these can come together how does a second uh date <laughs> come up come around from that then what makes one of you go, let's do this again, or... It was me, it was me. Um, I think purely because I left that meeting, going home, I was like, right, I need to implement some things. Yeah. And I did implement some things, and there just wasn't... Still, I just wasn't happy with what was happening still. I just, what, there wasn't, just wasn't satisfied. I think that's when I reached out to him again. That's when I came up to, to this century for the first time then as well, and we'd done the workout. Um, and we had a chat after again in the coffee. And then it was that day, I think that was the defining day. That was a big day, I think, because in that in that day, there was just time. It was just getting stages where it's like I just don't know anymore. Mm. And when I say I don't know anymore, it's just like I just don't know if this is the way I want to do things. As in the way you run a gym, or just running a gym, mm. do you know I mean? just doing. It. I was like, yeah, I just don't know. There was a little bit of doubt that day, and I remember chatting to Jamie. We were talking about different situations stuff, but I was in this room, and either I change things now yeah. that needs to be changed. Or maybe something else needs to happen. Really, and that's that's the kind of way I left that that conversation. Thinking it's like, right, let's have a decision here and let's see what happens. Can I say as well? I think before we ended up back here chatting, we had a lot of back and forth Text on the, on the phone. Because, right. yeah. and I think I want to say that because you went through quite a lot of um, attempts at making adjustments. Like there was, I think. In fact, I remember give an example of something. So I remember two weeks after we met, I remember thinking he's going to feel bad about reaching out to me again. I have to reach out to him to make sure that I leave the door open for a follow up. Interesting. Yeah. So I text you and said, here, how did that go with that, that thing that you were going to do? You know, uh, and you're like, actually, that went OK. But now I've got this, these other things. What do you think? And we were going back and forth, text, through voice notes for a couple of weeks and I think you made a huge effort to correct the course um but by the time we got back in this room to chat I was like let's stop texting let's get back in the room and let's see can we spend a little bit of time um because like I, I could feel him working his way through a process um and but still hitting different obstacles which is what happens yeah and I was like well you know maybe there's something maybe he just needs another good long chat to get to it by the time we got back in the room, we were talking. I remember asking more and more questions and just getting this feeling of, do you want to fix the problems or do you want the problem to go away? I had that sort of a feeling. 
I asked you that. It was like, is this something that you know you want to fix, or is there, is there a bigger thing going on? And you had to go away and think about it. Is that right? It was like one of those. So it was, I do remember you kind of sitting there going, do I really want to do all this stuff? Like, is this the right path for me? Um, which was which is terrifying. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Especially because you left the industry. You were like, oh, this is the industry now. I'm going to do this. So leaving here then, you have that big seat of doubt. What do you think in driving home? Oh, so much. Yeah. <laughs> so much. I think though I left that day full of, like not full, maybe full of optimism, but with still a fight. Like, Jonas, I left, it was like, right, let's go, let's go and make changes, man. let's go and do it. And then I'm not sure what the time period was after that, but then it reached a stage where it's just like, and this is then one of the last points I reached out to Jamie before Boo started to come in then, was, yeah, I think it's time. Yeah. Do you know I mean, I think it's time to, maybe take a step back from being the, the owner, the runner of the show and I want to focus purely on doing what I love which is like I said, start in classes doing, doing that stuff I felt like I've kind of drifted away from that over the last couple of years to go back into the management role which I don't really enjoy sometimes so yeah, I think I can't remember the time frame after that, after that chat but I went leaving full of fight, but then a, a week or two after that, it, it really dawned on me then. It's like, actually, no and it was the lack of coaching that was getting I think me. lack of coaching definitely played a massive part. 100% did. Yeah. I, like, and, and this comes back to my mentorship as well. Like, and the, guy, the guys were savage. But I remember speaking to them once and they were saying, like, obviously, when you set up a business, people, this is one thing that annoyed me about uh, setting up businesses. People, ex- like, you ask people for advice or something, like, they, oh, you should be doing this. You should do that. And like when you set up a business, you should do all the accounts, you should do all this, all of that, all of that. Even though as a coach, you set up a gym to do coaching because that's what you love. Doesn't mean you have to do all this other shit going on in the background. And that's what I've learned. And that's, I've made so many mistakes, but that's one mistake. If I do it all again, I'd be doing what I want, coaching. Yeah. And I get someone else to come in and do all that other shit for me. Yeah. Instead, I end up doing the other shit mm-hmm. and not coaching. And that's where the the triangle, love triangle started kicking. And I started like falling. <laughs> I did start, I started falling, even yeah. training-wise myself, I started falling in love with the whole thing, because it's like, yeah. fucking hate this other shit, like. Mm. That's mad. I had that realisation. I told you that I wanted to open the gym before I seen you advertise the job. And then whenever I came and spoke to you, I was like, yeah, just don't. Yeah, fuck what that made you not? Go I was, <laughs> so I was always scared of that side of it. Um, and I just knew other gym, I was really close to other gym owners, like, going holidays with my first ever, uh, CrossFit boss, uh, Greg McFadden, going to CrossFit Derry, and just seeing the way he was, and I see the way Jamie is, I'm like, I don't fucking want that. Yeah. I, don't, I want to coach on the floor. I want to coach other people. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. I was the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, same idea, I love the idea of going, I can fucking do this better. <laughs> Jamie Lawler, what does he know? I'll, uh, I'll show him, do you know? Yeah. I have, like, I have that just in my personality, yeah. the ego side of it, but the other side of it is, I was just like, no but way. I think that's the growth mindset again, isn't it? It's like the growth in us, thinking yeah. like that yeah. you always want to think i can do that better yeah, yeah, yeah. but then it's the realization mm. that it's like you're fucking now now if you remember all the other shit you have to do you know? yeah so then what what transpired from is it the couple of weeks or whatever mm. where you came away motivated and then crumble back down a little bit again or whatever then how did this happen so so chris reached out to me saying um I think I've done. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that message, that message. I said that was a hard message. That was to a send. hard message, yeah. It yeah. was tough. 
I remember still remember the text exactly saying it. Yeah, I it, it landed on my phone like a bag of wet cement. I fucking oh imagine. fuck! It hit me right in the gut because I was like, uh, you know, when someone comes for a bit of help, you're like, right, let's fucking do this, and you feel like you haven't. And then he, I was like, shit, you know. Have I you was, said it to Jess? Yeah, it was that yeah. It was a Friday, and it was it was that Friday. And like at this, like the whole business thing, like I'm not, I'm not going to go too much into that stuff. It's whatever, but yeah. the whole business thing got too much for me mentally and all that stuff. And there was damn days, there was high days, all that stuff. And I remember that Friday when I made the decision to text Jamie the same day. It was that day, that morning, I said it to Jess. And I actually just ended up crying after I said it. Because it kind of dawned on me, it's like, I'm actually, I'm actually done. Yeah. Do you know what, I'm actually done. And it kind of, it just made peace with me. Do you know what I'm saying? Fast, yeah. And yeah, just all the emotion just came out of me then. And then it was that morning that that's when the text came. Yeah. And so, you know, when you know you get a text, that's like, well, so I was like, this guy needs to chat. Yeah. Minimal. This guy needs to chat. Let's <laughs> <laughs> give a hug whenever. <laughs> yeah. So I said, are you around? I'll drive up to you. Yeah. So it was like a Friday evening or something. Yeah. Uh, so I was, because uh, it's just up the road. So yeah. I'll go up and we'll have a chat. Um, and I was just really coming up to say, like, like, are you all right? <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like someone else who gets the whole gym thing. Um, and we, you know, he was. <laughs> There's no doubt he was fine. But you can see that was also like a big shock and it was like there was also a big like something big big changes happened yeah um and then you suggested to me you said would you ever think of doing something up this direction it was just like just dropping an idea there because <laughs> because it was like you knew like at that point this thing if not this place is gone yeah. and you got all your members to take care of you got all of that stuff and i was like oh jesus um so i said like, well I'll go away and have a look at it for sure. And then we started chatting yeah. around that. Because it was just as simple as that. Like he had decided that um, you know, he needed a change. Um, so I had to go away and have a look at, well, Jesus, does it fit in for us at all? And what are the ingredients that will be needed for it to fit in and then go forward? Yeah. And you know, honestly, the biggest main ingredient was Chris was on board because he was saying to me you ever think if you think about it because I'm available so you still wanted to you were like I want out in this part of it but I still I want to go back to coaching he, yeah. he actually applied for a job here that day that, that, yeah. <laughs> like he, he put in an application through the website that morning to work at Bua, to work at Bua. Uh, Chris, Christopher rang me he was like hey what's going on <laughs> you know you're your friend Chris <laughs> I just got a CV and then I and I got a text. I thought that was such a classy move. Yeah, there's there's a classy move. That's fucking unreal. There's no even strategy behind that either. Like, <laughs> like, my whole mindset was like, I like like I said, I love Boo. Love yeah. everything about Boo. It's like I just want to walk with Boo. Yeah. Fucking. There's real humility to that, though, isn't there? And and a level of hunger of going, like knowing what you want. And you're like, this is what I want. This isn't working. I'm going to go get it. Table between the legs. Owning a gym isn't for me, and go. That's fucking unreal, man. Yeah, I love that. it's amazing, right? It's just it, it blew my mind, and and I think like the little things, like being out on your own. I think that's the thing that costs you most in the gym ownership, like just not having the coach development support, yeah. the management support, all that sort of stuff. So you knowing that 
passion is there for coaching, helping people, for learning more, for, but I'm just in the wrong setting. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, you and me both know, James, but many people who would have just toughed it out for another while. Oh, I'd have suffered through that, probably dug myself into a uh, deep hole, yeah. Yeah, and it just I just think it was a, a very uh, cool bit of uh, decision-making that takes a lot of courage. Yeah, huge. And even not like very yeah, I mean, backtrack to my my stage of qualifying as PT in August 18, opening my own gym in September 19. I never felt like I I was I was literally jumping head first into things. Yeah. And I never felt I got to improve my skills yeah. the way I wanted it. And part of the reason why I set up the gym in the very, very, very first place was because there's no gyms around. So it's like fuck it, let's just set up our own. Yeah. Do you know? Whereas now I'm in a position where it's like I get to better my skills. Mm -hmm. The gym is beside me, which is class. And now it's like there's no pressures of having yeah. to worry about numbers and figures. And I mean, that shit's yeah, gone. Nonsense. So it's just skill and craft. That's his problem, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so come here. Not, into the now. now. Um, how does it feel? So you say it's great having no pressure and stuff. But how does it feel like you still go to the same building every day? It's got a different sign on the door, but it's still you and it's still the same coaching team. Mm -hmm. But now it's kind of like, not not my problem, but yeah, well, it's still that, weird. It, it's yeah, still is, it still is like it still is. There's still your people yeah. and that jazz, but yeah, something breaks or yeah, the stress is isn't on you anymore as much. Well, it's still, it still is, in is a way. It? Yeah, it still is, mate. Um, it took a week or two to definitely get used to being. Like, because you're still walking into the same building, yeah. That definitely took, yeah. That took a, a little while. It almost took a while to even feel like this is Buva. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, can I say a while? Like, I don't know what's this week for. Week four, five. Is that all it is? Not, it feels like longer. At the most, four. Yeah. Four. It, feels, it does feel like so much longer, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I'm just thinking for like for coach development, the way you guys are here every week, it just feels like. I think we've done three coach developments. Like, this total. Yeah. I just feel like that's the way that. Oh, it's not weird. No, it's, it's totally. It feels like private furniture. Yeah, for sure. It's, it has been such a three of you. Yeah, fairly seamless integration. Yeah, yeah it's been really cool that way. I, I think a lot of it though. Like I, I said this to the members when when the changeover happened. Like everything that we're doing or trying to do here right now is what we was doing. Yeah, and I think that was. I think yeah. people could see that. So how can we dive into that communication a little bit? Actually, that was my next thing. Anyway, um, like, did you communicate with the? Members, like, did you yeah, find Saturday a meeting morning. type thing? That, was it, it was no, it was, it was the week after that Saturday, what that Friday we spoke, the week yeah. after, I think maybe it was the week after. Um, on the Saturday morning, we had classes in FSP in the layer, and Jamie came down. So that was the Friday before we made the decision of it's right, this is happening right now. There was a there was a seven days, yeah, to go from Chris, my buddy here, we're chatting to. We're, we're going into this arrangement. That was a really crazy seven days. I was on holidays. <laughs> I went on holidays and you you were here um, that I, maybe That's the week before right. or whatever. And then we had a call on Zoom on the Thursday. And at the end of the call, he was like, here, have you got 10 minutes? Um, I've got a crazy idea for you. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then I was in on Monday and it was pretty much a done deal, yeah. Yeah, it happened very quick, didn't it? It, 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 was, it needed to. It needed well, to. Like, it was yeah. such a quick process. It was a necessity. Yeah. So, sorry, back to how did your people? How did the Dunlear crew take it? 
just so happened to be a full house that fucking Saturday as well, which was great. Like it was, it was great. A good thing, but all the pressure yeah, in the world up here, yeah. Like normally, I'm not saying there's not always, but it was a full house that Saturday in particular. Um, yeah, I was nervous as hell. Shit myself when saying all that because you have to think as well. Like this is the first time. Like you know, your classic lads. We don't talk. I don't talk. Like lads generally don't. <laughs> keep everything bottled in. Keep everything bottled in. And that's the morning. Then after like that, remember the first class. I just remember the relief on my shoulders coming off when I told the, the full house in the class. I was like, "Look, I said I'm done. I said I'm, I'm finishing the gym myself." And straight away, obviously, that's when the room was like, oh, do you know." But then it's like, "But." This is why Jamie's here, right? So we have a Buddha gym. This is what we're thinking about, and this is what we're bringing in. Um, so it definitely had to happen, happen Jamie there that morning. Yeah. Because I think otherwise people were a bit like, didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it was a, it was a scary morning. Mm. I remember standing there. I remember I was nervous for him. I was nervous for me. I was like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. And in fairness, Chris, he delivered a beautiful, very personal, but also to the point, um, very reassuring. But like having been through this now in Selbridge as well, it's incredibly um, disorientating for everyone here. Yeah. It's a big part of their community, it's a big part of their life. And all of a sudden this thing, this bit of news. And by the Monday, everyone's training at Bua. Like it happens like, like that. In fairness to the to the Dunlear crew, man, they, were, they just embraced it, jumped on board, and they've been so um ready to get involved. That's what I've been so impressed with. I think that comes from the top of doesn't it? 100%, yeah. The three, the three of you have just been fucking deadly. The way I, I see you, obviously, for an hour and a half once a week, but the the way they bring energy to the... Yeah, you see through social media. You see it through all their own personal social media. So the leadership is huge. Yeah. Uh, I think they're so lucky. There's three leaders, really. Three of them have been, like, just energetically getting on with the new reality and um, highlighting all of the, the change in a positive way. Yeah. Because there's so many positive changes that come along with it, yeah. even though it's all difficult to change, it's difficult. But I think it's been so good. Yeah, no, it has. And I find the members of the Brilliance is start, obviously, but each week you can see people are getting more and more into it. Yeah. And that just, that drives us more. Yeah. That gets the coaches fucking buzzing more. Like the world energy wise is getting higher and higher every time. Then, so yeah. it's it's savage. And you can see the performance improvements are coming up. Like there's a, I'm getting a few texts from members saying, "Here, do you see I pr people I've met once or twice? That's it's awesome. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool, you know." So it's just buying in. Yeah, do you know, buying in. Yeah, but like I'm not not to this. I say I'm not surprised, but I'm not surprised because of the boo. Like I, for me, I know what boo means to me now. Like I know what it means to people. I think now the Dunlear crew are starting to understand what it means. So, yeah, that was my final question. So you, you, you reached out to Jamie and you seen this model and you were like, "That's how I want my gym to be." Now you've taken a little bit of a step back from it, but you've now been able to essentially pull that in via Jamie. Is it what you thought? Absolutely, yeah. and more. So that keeps the relief. Yeah, <laughs> he's not coming in fucking your shit up. No, I think over the years we've had a chance to do a lot of developing of systems and a yeah. lot of, um, you know, just the infrastructure of the gyms over the years. It's yeah. taken so long um, that I think that was a lot of things that were missing for you potentially. No. So you just having those structures there, it's just 
has been a game changer because I think, as I said earlier, the three really good leaders and three great coaches, yeah. all there ready to do. All you need was a bit of structure around it so that you know it empowers us to do your job. Uh, that's all that's needed. So it's been straight away a huge success. Yeah. It seems it from the outside as well. Yeah. I, I need to go. You do. I need to do Chris's class. Definitely. Can you take my morning class sometime? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this would be worth like some sort of catch up again in six months. Definitely. Just to see how things have evolved. Like, because you have that two year experience in Dunleer pre Buya, and then it'd be nice to see what's happened in six months from now. Absolutely. Um, thanks, lads. Cheers very much.